stuff. Welcome to episode 217 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. What you just heard is the song Love Is from the record Love Is Te Quiero by Alina Celeste. And you know why I played that song by Alina Celeste? You guessed it, because she is our guest here on the Good Stuff Kids podcast for this episode. And we talked all about this brand new, beautiful record of hers. You can probably hear it. She's a pretty amazing singer in there. And we talked about all kinds of things. And you may want to you may want to hear what Alina has to say about the faces that she makes. She is an expert face maker, right? Are you an expert face maker? I am with certain faces, but... Okay, maybe I'm not an expert like Alina is, but it gives me something to aspire to. So before we get to Alina, I just want to remind you that all the past episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast are available wherever you get your pods. Or you can get them at my website, goodstuffpod.com. And of course, if you want to reach me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. That's my email address. I'd love to hear from you or find me on social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. Want to tell a friend? I'm not going to stop you. Tell a friend. Hey, by the way, if we could go back to to in time for a couple seconds and talk about that song, Love Is, did you like that? Because if you did, you can hear the whole thing at the very, very end of the show. So enough of me. Let's hear from Alina Celeste. Good stuff. It's it's an amazing opportunity, and I'm very excited to welcome my new buddy, Alina Celeste, to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you this evening? I'm excellent. How are you doing? I am doing great. We'll we'll set the scene. You're in... uh, one of my favorite places in the world. You're in the city of Chicago. I'm here in Houston, Texas, and uh, you're you're making the music. You're doing the music thing. Like that's the gig. So that is the gig. That's the gig. So tell us a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your backstory? Oh, okay. Um, well, I I like to joke. Um, it's not really a joke either. It's it's between you and me. It's totally true <laughs> that I got into music because it was the only way I found that I could make a bunch of noise and people would clap at the end instead of telling me to shut up. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So yeah. that's that's. Uh, I think there's there's a, a kernel of truth that um, that that you're not the only musician who who probably feels that pull and that draw. I think there's yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of folks like us who who like the. Uh, sort of the attention that comes from it and the ability to make noise is pretty great. So did yeah. you, um, so what's always interesting, I think is where, where folks come from musically and the majority of people, and this is not a knock on anyone in any way. It's just the way the world works, but a lot of people don't get, when they start a career in music or want to start a career in music, they're not necessarily thinking, and the way I want to do that is by making music with kids. So was For there sure. was there a part of you that before before this phase of your of your oh absolutely yeah. yes so yes me. well I mean you know my my I never even took music seriously as a as a career for a long time my dad is an avid musician but self taught he plays like five instruments mm-hmm. so you know music was a part of my life growing up but I it was a long time before it occurred to me that I could do that and get paid for it um, it was just something I really enjoyed doing so when I first uh, graduated from college, I actually got a job teaching music at an elementary school. 
Um, and a few years into that, I, I sort of had this moment, I was 22 or 23 and, and I was just like, what am I doing? I'm 22 years old and I have a full-time job and, you know, lots of work appropriate shoes. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah. That's how, you know, you gotta, yeah. you, gotta you gotta make that, put a flag in the sand. When you right. Get to and I was just like, point. no, I was like, no, this is not, this is not the life that I wanted. I don't want to be like a responsible person who had a, like a job in a house at 25. So I quit uh, teaching and I embarked on a career as a musical theater uh, and as an actress, but with a specialty, you know, sort of most of my jobs were in musical theater. So I did that for a few years. I kind of knocked around the country and I went from too many work appropriate shoes to like $200 a week in a field in Pennsylvania, you know? Oh, yeah. And working for like a, a local Renaissance fair. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, hardcore. Tur and, churning uh, the butter? Were you at the butter churning station? I was not. I was actually a gypsy. Oh, okay. I was a Spanish gypsy. So cool. I just wandered around and pretended to steal things from people and stuff. Ah, nice. Well, no, yeah. uh, no, no offense. I don't, I don't know much yeah. about. <laughs> oh man, I don't know much about Renaissance fairs, but people really love that stuff, and there's nothing. Oh know, yes, like no, cool. it was so much fun. It was basically for me in a lot of ways. It was like a master's degree program in performance and uh -huh. in um, social skills. You know, because uh -huh, sure. I had to interact with all different kinds of people, and especially kids and you know, and, and draw them out and, and have adventures with them and, and just yes and, uh -huh. uh, to use a technical term sure. from improvisation. And so, no, it was a wonderful experience. And the people the people that I met were all just wonderful, enthusiastic, kind people who also happened to be history buffs and had, like, amazing embroidered clothing, you know? <laughs> and, so. and, like, really, li you know, for lack of a better word, like, they really live it, right? Like, they know oh, yes. everything. It's, like, full, oh, full immersion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a hired, you know, I was a hired actress, so I played a gypsy, and I, you know, ran around. But there were the people who came every weekend, and they knew just everything you could possibly know about the lifestyle of the time and the history and how people ate, and they'd get super authentic, you know? Nice, and, yeah. Yeah, cool. no, it was it was wonderful. So I did that for a few years, and then I wound up in New York. Mm -hmm. And when I was in New York, I needed a day job, so I started teaching um, music together. Uh huh. Nice. Which is an yeah an early childhood music program. Yeah, great program. Kind yeah. of yeah, kind of falling back on my initial job as a music teacher, and uh, and I was actually a musician like for grownups. I played in clubs and bars and such in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and taught music together. And then I and then I moved to Los Angeles because um, I needed more adventure. Okay. And and I was teaching music there and playing with a band at night. The band was called the Love Knots, as in the Astronauts of Love. Oh, very very sweet. Yes, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm still a fan of that name. I'm like, is there a way I could use that name again? Yeah. Um. So the Love Knots and I we played in L. A. All kinds of you know again bars and clubs and venues for a few years, and then one day I just kind of I thought about it, and, and I was teaching a lot, so I was like playing out until you know, getting home at 2 a.m. and waking up at 7, Oof. you know, to go teach. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more it was like, you know, I have fun with the kids. I get paid relatively well. Um, everybody says really nice things when they yell, you know, for the most part. It's like, <laughs> you're the best, you know, yeah, and, yes. <laughs> and, and not the sort of things that people yell at 1 a.m. in a bar, you know. So mm -hmm. I kind of decided, uh, you know, at that time that I was going to concentrate on the thing that brought me the most joy and also – could potentially 
pay my rent. Yeah, <laughs> a, a very wise and sound decision. Yes. <laughs> I, I I don't even think I want to know like how many work appropriate you know shoes you have now, but it sounds like not to get into specifics about footwear, but it sounds uh-huh. like you've come to grips with the idea that at least it's okay to have it is okay. work Although, appropriate footwear. <laughs> I do keep it pretty a uh, pretty minimal. Like uh-huh. I probably have like three pairs of work shoes. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's like you find what we're okay, we I'm going down a rabbit hole of footwear <laughs> that we don't need to get into. So okay. I mean I'm always down to talk about shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what I'm talking about. Um so so you you made this decision. You decided you're going to be a kids and family musician, mm-hmm. and so like, give us some like sort of chronology here. Like, what year was this roughly? And then we'll sort of work our way. I up. would say okay. So this is 2019. Mm-hmm. So this was probably when I when I decided to 100% focus on kids music. It was probably like 2011 or 12. Okay, cool. And how- I had already done some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but I just I was kind of doing all the things. Yes, and and so you know, and it's and it's interesting, you know, you hear a lot about the hustle or like the side hustle these days, and and I think that you know it it should not go unsaid that like trying to make your way as a kids musician as rewarding and sweet and fun as it is is also a hustle and you got to work hard oh, yeah. and you're tired right so yeah. I, I, I don't want that part to be lost in in all of this um so okay so you're in la you decide that you're doing the kids thing um do you you're from miami right that's mm-hmm. your hometown do you make your way back to miami at some point or i did yeah okay. so 2011 or 12 is when i decided to drop all the other side hustles (laughs) (laughs) and um and so i kind of started to concentrate i think 2012 or 13 i'm really bad at years 2012 or 13 was my first ever tour and actually it was in chicago Uh and it was a january in chicago um was my first tour so i did that and then in 2014 i decided to head back to miami because at that point i'd already it must have been three years of, of touring and it had already gotten to the point where I was like, you know, my whole family's in Miami and I'm paying for an empty apartment. So I decided to go home. Mm-hmm. So that was in, yeah, that was in 2014. I, I made my way back to Miami by way of Guatemala. Whoa. Okay. And Australia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you were, you were on the journey. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, well, I I was going home to Miami, and so I wanted to, you know, um, I am bilingual. My my dad is Cuban, my mom is American, but my Spanish, um, I refer to it as like kitchen Spanish. You know, okay. it's like you're hanging out, you're in the kitchen, you can get the point across, but you're not gonna like discuss the finer points of um, any novels or anything, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I decided since I was going home to Miami, even though I used my Spanish in teaching in LA, I decided to stop in Guatemala for about a month. And kind of do an immersion program to kind of shake some of the dust off. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then I went to Miami. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So so you find yourself in Miami, which is your home. And, and you're, sort, you're, you're coming at it from a bilingual perspective. And, and then so we get to the point where it's time to record an album, right? And yes. this mm-hmm. brand new record has just come out called Love is Quiero. Um, which I'll let you translate because it's a really cool translation. I like what you did with it. So, oh, thanks. So we translate it as, uh, "Love is I love you," <laughs> which is like 
a, a beautiful statement and a beautiful sentiment. And and if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is this your first record as a kids and family artist? So technically, no. I had okay. I've had I had two others before <laughs> oh, okay. this one. Uh huh. Yeah, my first tour was to support my first album. Uh -huh. um, but this is my first bilingual album. Ah, got it. Okay, so that's that makes a lot of sense. So, so you go you go back to Miami and and you're sort of re embracing your roots and a lot of that idea of of sort of capturing the joy of of growing up in a, in a you know bilingual household, a bilingual city, right, and a bilingual part of the country is that you sort of you sort of dug into to some of the the music that that makes mm -hmm. the culture really really special right so so you know i i listened to the record today and first of all there's like this really amazing timeless quality um like like uh clap clap hands in particular i was like this is so like Un, like this is so great it's like it's, oh. like it's a little like a hug you know i don't think i yeah, think it's fair oh, to say you. that song's a little bit like a hug um but but what i want to hear from you is um i guess let's talk vaca lechera and okay and, and just like sort of the background of that song and what it means to you and, and what it's all about okay so vaca lechera i learned in i actually learned in los angeles i didn't know it growing up um, because I was teaching at an immersion program and I'd kind of gone through all of the Spanish kid songs I knew mm -hmm. growing up, you know, uh -huh. so I started looking for more and I discovered, I don't even remember anymore where I discovered it, but I just instantly fell in love with it. It's so silly and so strange. Um, so I learned it for that and I, I did it in my classrooms for years. And then uh, over time I started doing it live you know, at my shows and it was just always so much fun. It just, it only got more fun, you know, as, as I did it. So it's a, it's a Spanish song. It was written in 1943 in Spain and it's about a cow. Well, so the, the words in Spanish are leche merengada, which directly translated would be meringued milk. Okay. So after a lot of research and talking to people, I decided to go with milkshakes as the uh -huh. direct, as the translation. Hey, Absolutely. Although, um, weirdly, years later, I had a parent um, come up to me, and it was one of her and her child's favorite song. And it turns out there's actually a liqueur in Spain called leche merengada. Okay. It is disgusting. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's milk. Okay, it's milk, lemon, and cinnamon uh -huh. alcohol. Like it's a it's a liqueur milk, made of milk, lemon, and cinnamon. Uh, it sounds it sounds like it it could be on the cusp of good, but I'm gonna take your word for it because it, it is. She bought me some. Uh -huh. She was like, "Oh my gosh, guess what? You know, leche merengada. We're always singing about it in Spain. It's a liqueur." And I was like, "Oh, that's so great! I'm totally trying it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it made it like one inch into my mouth. I was like, "No, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> It's not horchata. It is way grosser than horchata. Oh my gosh, horchata is wonderful. Yeah, this stuff it's... is like, oh, this is this is one of those like people were really bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, they had like way too much cinnamon or something. Uh -huh. You know, sure, like... sure. Okay, but... um, so that's. I, but I love that you. You know, it's 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 what there's there's like layers, and I love layers. And the layer is that this oh, is yeah. something that you did in your classroom for years, and it was always really for years, fun, right? Yeah, so that's... yeah, and 
there are countries where leche merengada would be a milkshake, just to be fair. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you did your research and like, yeah. you know, in terms of process and in terms of kids music, like it's just so important to me that people know that there's like real thought that goes into this stuff. And, and it's really like it's important to for us to know that you're coming at this from a place of like you immersed yourself in trying to learn the language better and and you you know you take it seriously it's amazing so thanks okay, so. yeah i also think it's really important as an educator to if especially if i'm using a song i haven't written myself to understand the context and the history that the song comes mm -hmm. from mhm mm absolutely so okay so I, I guess this may be a little bit of a gear shift, but we're going to get back to that idea, um, you know, of, of knowing the songs and knowing what you're what you're talking, uh, which is important to know what you're talking. But um, so I, I mentioned clap your hand or clap hands, which is just this mm -hmm. like phenomenal song. And so what's the story with with that piece of music? So that one, it's inspired by um, a little nursery rhyme that comes out of the Caribbean islands, like Jamaica and um, specifically Jamaica and a few others. They have versions of it, you know, similar to like Eeny Meeny or, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a counting one. But you know what I mean? Like just a little nursery rhyme. Um, and um, the, the line, the nursery rhyme is just clap your hands for mama till papa come. Mm -hmm. And I just, to me, that line just says so much about what it is to be with a recalcitrant child, you know, okay. <laughs> like, you know, you're just there with this kid and you love this kid, but this kid is not cooperating oh, or like yes. needs to be distracted in some way, you know? Uh -huh. And so it's like the, so to me, that whole game is about just turning your frustrations into love. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and being like, you know, stay with me, baby, because as soon as your other grown-up gets here, we are handing you off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, so um, timely because yeah. you know, as, we, uh, as we were gearing up for this phone call, I was having that same situation with my right. middle daughter. So that's, there you, uh, go. you know, we, we come at this from, a, from an angle of truth. Um, right. So, okay, cool. So do you remember where you learned that? Did you mention where you, where you found that? particular like you know it is your song but but it was modeled after you know like we uh we were inspired by yeah i believe the hear. nursery rhyme itself i believe i found that again this was years ago on mama lisa's world which is a wonderful resource for um folk nursery rhymes folk songs and like folk tales from around the world mm -hmm. excellent Cool. Okay. So then, you know, we, we could go song by song, which would be really fun, I think, for you and for me. Um, <laughs> but I want to focus on just these three that I re that really sort of, um, that really caught my ear. So tell me about Debajo de un Botón. Ah, I love that one too. So Debajo de un Botón is also a folk song, um, a Latin American folk song. And uh, I can't tell you where or how I learned it. It's one of those that just seems to always have been around mm -hmm. but it's um it's about uh, uh that song really encapsulates some of the things i love about being bilingual because the song is about a, a mouse that is so small that it's hiding under a button Whoa. and the, the the person in the song mr martin he finds this mouse underneath underneath this button and a lot of the song is just kind of silly like tiny tiny mouse tiny tiny button tiny tiny mouse tiny tiny button you know <laughs> but there's this part in the song and basically the story of the song is like Mr. Martin finds this tiny, tiny mouse under the tiny, tiny button. And, you know, you repeat that a bunch of times. And then then Mr. Martin was kind of like a funny guy. 
basically. Like he was a big jokester. Uh-huh. And so what he did when he found the mouse is that he put it in a sock. And then that's where the mouse lived in the sock, you okay. know, for, for it was its new home. And it's, you know, nonsensical and bizarre and hilarious. But the, the best part about it is that when I introduced that song in Spanish to a Spanish speaking audience of children, mm-hmm. it is like the funniest thing they have ever heard. Oh, yeah. They love it. Yeah. But it's but it's not funny in English. I mean, it's funny to you and me because it's like kind of bizarre. But right. like children aren't like, oh, my gosh, a sock. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but in Spanish, you know, they're like, calcetin. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. And oh, it's that's just, so cool. It's just it encapsulates what I love about language and how it really is carries a culture and a reality with it you know and mm-hmm. i mean and, and i do speak spanish but I, it's it's my second language you know i mean i spoke it as a child sort of you know i grew up in miami so it's kind of a spanglish you mm-hmm. know so my connection to it isn't the same so i for these children who are native speakers they're just dying of laughter and i always thought the song was funny and silly yeah you know i was like a sock that's funny but you know like it never like i did not like fall over in gales of laughter like <laughs> i mean that's i mean I, that's so great right it's so yeah. cool to be able to be with an audience and and speak in a language that is you know that is your own but you're not entirely like there yet and then mm-hmm. to like have kids rolling on the floor and yeah. one thing that i know about you that i think also helps is you're an expert face maker i don't remember <laughs> where i read that or saw that but i bet that that is like just like for lack of better words, like we're talking about improv, right? But that just like slays the kids. Like you put those yeah. things together and you got like, that's the the actress in you coming out too. So that's- I do. I do have a rubber face. That is, <laughs> that is true. It's cool. Very, I mean, look, that's uh, sometimes you can get more across with just like a facial expression than you can with all of the mm-hmm. words, right? Mm-hmm. So you know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I am just now realizing that you and past guest of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Mi Amigo Hamlet, work together on something. You're uh, yes. you are co-founders of the Being Bilingual Rocks Foundation. Um, That's true. Which is an amazing thing. And can you just refresh our memories? Tell us a little bit about what this organization is and what your mission is. Sure. Um, so yes, Hamlet and I... Uh, you know, are both uh, educators and have been for many years and advocates of bilingualism and language acquisition. And, and, you know, we were, we were talking, he had already the idea that it was born with him. Uh And when we met, you know, he was like, Oh, there's this thing I want to do being bilingual rocks. You know, I really want to encourage, he really feels like his mission as an educator has been to encourage um, interest and tolerance in other cultures and other languages. And, and, you know, growing up in Miami, I, I had a very unique experience in that Spanish and English and really and 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 Creole and several other languages just sort of exist side by side you know there's no real real hierarchy as it were like lots of people speak Spanish and some people only speak Spanish and um and so you know we were talking about how how rare it is to see um multilingualism as something that just is if that makes sense, you know, totally. it's like either your kid's going to go to Harvard if they learn Mandarin or 
you should really learn English so you can fit in. You know, there's never like a, hey, what if you just knew a bunch of languages because it's cool and helpful and fun and it gives you a new perspective into the world, right. you and know? You, you can see where words come from, right? Like right. Can, and they're all connected. Okay, that's really interesting. Cool. Right. So we wanted to kind of encourage that. And we also wanted to provide um, some representation in media for children who experience the world in multiple languages. And, you know, that the... the the children's music world is niche already, but the children's music world that um, has multiple languages, like Spanish um, being one of the main, you know, spoken languages in the U.S. is is minuscule. Like I know them all personally. I've been in most of their houses, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So we really want to encourage that some representation of of multiculturalism, multilingualism, bilingualism, and and also normalize it, make it just a thing that is that is normal, that is fun and normal and, and not something that, you know, my, my dad came to this country from Cuba when he was a little boy. And, you know, the first thing he wanted to do was like lose his accent, uh, you know, and, and, and be American. So right. we wanted to, you know, we wanted to celebrate the gift that is bilingualism. Yeah, absolutely. And make it um, part of the deal, you know, make right. it part of the fabric. Um, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. Um and, you know, it, it is so obvious that you put so much thought into what you're doing and that that teaching is such an important piece of this for you. Um, and I think that uh, it's a good time to sort of for you to, to sort of fill us in on your YouTube channel, which is sort of <laughs> our way of, of being taught by you and being with you when you're, you know, in Chicago, for example. And mm-hmm. here we are in Houston, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, my YouTube channel. Yes. Well, I actually I started it when I when I got to Miami. Um, I had like a few months kind of kicking around, not really sure what I was going to do next. Mm-hmm. And by by pure luck, my brother, um, who works in media production, graduated from a master a master's degree program and was also home for like two months or three months before he was leaving uh, to Hong Kong for a Fulbright. Oh, wow. And and we were both in our parents' house as adults, you know, just like, what, how did this happen, uh, you know? Just as you pictured it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like, where, why am I waking up in my bedroom at like 30-something and my brother's next door? Like, what? Uh, so, but, you know, so it was like a two or three-month window and, you know, we were chatting one day about, you know, I'd been doing the kids' music exclusively for a few years at that point, and and he was like, you know, you should really try a YouTube channel. You could reach a wider audience than you ever would touring. And I was like, well, sure. You know, what else am I doing? Sitting around staring into my parents' refrigerator, you know? So, <laughs> so, so we we kind of started it together, and he gave he he got me started. You know, he taught me how to use the camera and how to edit and mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, it took off from there. And and the idea was that I would just be you know doing. A, a more heightened version of what I do in the classroom. I mean, that the Alina Celeste on the YouTube channel is definitely a, she's she's become like a cartoon character, you know, <laughs> like uh-huh. sure. she's an exaggeration. But um, that it it became a thing on its own, which was unexpected, and now it's like this whole other thing. And people come to my shows because of the YouTube channel and quote the videos at me, which is oh, really yeah, you, confusing and amazing. You yeah, you made I know. it. You did it. The thing is, there's like 300 of them, you know, and like <laughs> I, I do them and then I put them online, you know, and then these kids come and they've seen it like 1800 times. And I'm like, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's so great. That's yeah. amazing. Um, cool. Okay. So, so lots going on for you. 
Um, <clears throat> the new record "Love Is Take Care" is out and available where folks get their music. You are you've got a busy summer. You know, we're talking sort of at the beginning of the summer. You're in the midst of the I would say like the beginning part of the tour. It sounds like, yeah. but what's the best way to to sort of keep up with you and all the places you're going to be, and how can we see you and find you and follow okay. you and all those things? Well, um, the YouTube channel, you know, I post once a week, so there's always new content and and new videos. Um, I I'm actually pretty active on Instagram. Okay. So Alina Celeste on the YouTube channel and Alina Celeste on Instagram, and that's where I post, you know, where I am that day, or I post about the shows, and then my tour schedule is available on my website, alinacelest.com, and then just tour. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and yes, and it's I'm a- playing like. Yeah, busy summer yeah. for you, man. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think at last count it was like 50, 51 shows in sixty three days. Or wow. I could be I could be messing up those numbers, but yeah, wow. it's it's a lot. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, congrats. The album is killer. Oh, Thank you know, you. like it truly is, and and I love where you're coming from with the stuff, and I love that you found your voice, and 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 you're putting all your skills to to really good work here. So I want to thank you for your time, and it was great to talk to you this evening. Thank you. It was good to talk to you as well. I hope that your middle daughter stays asleep. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Mega, thanks. Mega thanks to you, Alina. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing so much about the music that you make and the love and care that you put into it. Check out her YouTube channel. It's award-winning. Are you down with award-winning YouTube channels with quality content for your kids? Well, if you are, and you should be, you should check out Alina Celeste. Here is her song, Love Is. Talk to you very, very soon. gets runny I'll find
find you a tissue Or if you got lost one day I'll come find you Cause I love, oh, I love you, oh, I love you, oh, I love you That's me and you Oh, love, I love you, That's me and you My love, I love you, oh, I love you, oh, I love you That's me and you Oh, love, I love you, oh, I love you, oh, I love you That's me and you My love, I love you, oh, I love you, oh, I love you That's me and you My love, 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 that's me and you. Good stuff.